What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at managing editor, FightfulMMA.com. Go over there and get all of your MMA news. Join our live coverage. UFC Phoenix tomorrow will have hundreds, if not thousands, of comments. We have a great community over there for that. If you're watching live on this YouTube channel, Fightful MMA Boxing on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up and subscribe. Right now, James Lynch has interviews up with Devontae Smith, who I think is going to be a major star. Uh, Contender Series winner Grant Dawson, Alex Morono, Curtis Melender, another name to look for, Ricky Simone, who won at UFC 234, uh, Marion Renault, Cody Stamen, uh, Hannah Seifers, Jillian Robertson, just a ton of uh, Jeremy Stevens, like just a ton of names for fights that are coming up from uh, this weekend Calvillo, Courtney Casey, uh, Luke Sanders, lots of people, uh, people who were on this show like Steve Mowry or this weekend show like Steve Mowry. Lots of nice stuff. We also have clips from our podcast up at uh, on that channel as well. So show us some love, guys. Uh, but FightfulMMA.com, go over there, check it out. Uh, follow James Lynch on Twitter, at Lynch on Sports. We are here every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, with Showdown Joe and James Lynch for the Fightful MMA podcast. But I'm going to give you a quick recap of what mattered at Fightful or Fightful at Bellator 215 and 216. And let me tell you, it wasn't a whole lot. I joked on the Fightful MMA podcast last Tuesday about, about how Matt Matreon had the balls to call his fight with Sergey Haritanov a super fight. And I'm like, bro, you can't do that. I get it. You you had a nice little streak before you ran into Bader, and that, that's cool. But he has never been in super fight territory. Has never competed for a title, much less won a title. Haritanov, man, I think I think Haritanov is one of the greats, to be honest with you. And the fact that he never competed in the UFC is kind of wild. And technically, Haritanov is unbeaten in his last seven fights. Two of those are no contests. But, I mean, this is a guy who's never lost two fights in a row. He is a legit guy. Um, he has, I think, in his last 13 fights, one loss. But this was a fantastic indication of why you do not run back-to-back nights. Especially considering they ran the same town. You could have put Logan Storley and Dudu Dantes and Austin Vandeford on this other show. Did you need Valerie Lareda and Colby Fletcher on this main show? No, you didn't. Honestly, you didn't really need the Amasov Silva fight. This this show, this Bellator 216 show, was so underwhelming. And to be quite honest with you, the the main card of 215 was as well. The Logan Storley did exactly what he was supposed to do. Dudu Dantes did exactly what he was supposed to do. They they beat people that they were much better than. On the prelims, you had Amanda Bell winning. That that's somebody who can tout a couple of horsewomen victories. You had Steve Mowry winning. I know that they like him. On the 216 prelims, Ty, Ty, Tyrell Fortune won. That's good. I would maybe do him and Mowry. That's cool. That makes sense. But when you talk about impressive performances that get people excited to watch what's next, neither of these shows really had it. Maybe in some degree for Logan Storley. Maybe. And Dudu Dantas winning. That's good. That's nice. Uh, a person who was your former Bellator Bantamweight champion, instead of losing out to Caldwell, Michael McDonald, and Toby Misich, 
he gets a win back. Didn't put him away. That would have said a lot. That would have said a lot more to me. If Dantes, who couldn't finish anybody during his entire last run, I mean, that he came into Bellator with that that finish over Wilson Hayes, and he had finished like all kinds of people in Shudo. But man, he he had trouble finishing people consistently in Bellator. I know he did to Makovsky and Galvo and Leon, but that last run when he beat Higo, Warren, Galvo, and Rickman, he couldn't finish anybody. And now he hasn't finished anybody in five years. So what does that mean for him in, in that division? Well, I don't think it means a whole lot. I don't think it means a whole lot, to be honest with you. This Mitrion Heritanov fight, what can I say? Well, first off, Heritanov <laughs> got kicked right in the balls and the fight's over. 15 seconds in. I, that's it. That's a wrap. Matt Mitrion got paid six figures to show up and punt somebody in the dick. Okay, then. So let's move on to 216. Yaroslav Amasov, man, he's one to watch. Eric Silva started off strong, and then he Eric Silvered. It, it happened exactly the way that, that most Eric Silva fights happen. You get, <laughs> you, you run your gas tank out, and you you get beat. That's what Amasov took advantage of. Amasov is now, I think, 21-0. He's definitely one to watch for. When he beat Gerald Harris, that was one to watch out for. So that was impressive. Not exciting outside of the first round, but impressive. Czech Congo beat Minikov. I thought Minikov had that one, and this was not a lot better than their first fight. But Czech Congo quietly has won eight fights in a row. Whether or not I think he's exciting or not isn't the question. He deserves his title fight. He has literally earned his way back. He got that title fight by winning the Bellator tournament, which was a a two-round affair. He beat Mark Godbeer and Peter Graham and lost to Minikov like five years ago. So this is him avenging that. And since then, he has one loss, a split to King Mo, which probably shouldn't have been a split at all. It was nowhere near a split. But Czech Congo has earned it. And I'm kind of glad to some degree that Minikov didn't win this fight because, I mean, the entire reason we had this tournament and years of inactivity atop the Bellator heavyweight division is because of issues surrounding Vitaly Minikov and Bellator. So for him to come right back and get a title shot, I was like, man, d- is he qualified? You're damn right he's qualified. But that's what this that's what started this mess to begin with, and we're going to throw ourselves back into it? Well, that doesn't seem too smart. Didn't seem too smart for Bellator to book Mirko Kokop versus Roy Nelson again, and boy, did that fight show. Kokop slapped Nelson with a couple of pants shitter kicks. This, this was bad. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This was just not good. Man. An underwhelming fight that nobody asked for. And I don't know why anybody pays to watch Roy Nelson fight these days. 
We're talking about a guy who's lost three in a row, lost four or five. He's one and three in Bellator. He hasn't pieced together two wins in a row since 2012-2013. He's just not good, man. He's not good, and he doesn't finish anybody anymore. King, or I think he's finished in the past four and a half years, maybe Bigfoot Silva, that's it. And we're talking Bigfoot Silva, who, who was fresh off a of TRT, man. If anybody needs it. Yep. This was a rough, rough couple of nights for Bellator. And here I am eight minutes into this show, and I'm already primarily through this stuff. MVP Paul Daly. Paul Daly is the man who once got wrestled to a degree where he was heckling Bellator during the show. He was heckling Bellator as uh, Douglas Lima was laying on top of him. I think maybe it was John Fitch. And he threw, I think, zero punches in the first round of this fight. Miserable. Somebody says prelims were great tonight. Six, seven finishes. Usually they are on Bellator. Usually they're really inexperienced uh, mismatches. And they are pretty good to that degree. This fight sucked as well. MVP didn't do a whole lot. He doesn't have great takedown defense. He'll cross his feet up a lot instead of spreading his legs out up against the cage. And with his body composition, that is a recipe for disaster. I don't think that that was a very, very good idea. Now, I want to talk after this fight about why it happened where it did, because that's confusing enough. Paul Daly gave this fight away. He wrestled, by the way, keep in mind, the same guy that that harassed Bellator about wrestling. We have a lot of people saying, "Uh, this show that MVP is overrated. MVP won the goddamn fight, guys. He won the fight. For better or for worse, doesn't really matter. You can say he's overrated all he, all you want, but he won the fight. He tra- he made an effort to put forth some action. But what confused me was when he broke free, cracked Daly with an elbow, or I think it was a knee. He then initiated a, a cage clinch. Now he did land that takedown and threw some punches or some strikes down on Daly. But man, this wasn't good. In the in the third round, Daly went right back to the takedown, but MVP was able to, to take the back, was nowhere near finishing Daly on a rear naked choke. It was not in, nowhere close. Ended up landing some, some nice elbows. Those are not 12 to 6 elbows. Not 12 to 6 elbows, quit saying that, please. <laughs> and uh, MVP stole the fight in the, in the fifth round by taking that back control. So I did think that MVP earned that fight. He did come back and win it. I'm so much happier that he's going to be facing Douglas Lima than, than Paul Daly at this stage. Daly showed an incredible amount of, incredible amount of respect to uh, Paul Daly, or not Paul Daly, Douglas Lima. That was very surprising to me because he doesn't really show respect to a lot of people. But Paul Daly, or, or MVP rather, is a good indication of how Bellator can bring somebody up slowly. But man, they got to develop the skill set. Could you imagine? Could you imagine MVP fighting John Fitch? Well, if he doesn't crack him, he's losing that fight. Bottom line. Now let's talk about this weird decision to put this fight in Uncasville, Connecticut. This should have been the biggest fight at least from a hype standpoint, in UK MMA history. 
And they have the balls. Scott Coker has the balls to say, well, we didn't do it in the UK because it was too hard to find a venue. It was too hard for us to find a place. And he put it off on distributors and he put it off on venues and all this stuff. No, my man. No. You got to fight in Dublin, Ireland. Next week, it's going to be on Paramount and DAZN. James Gallagher's headlining that show. Why? How about last week? You had a show in Newcastle. I think it was an 11,000-seat arena. No, you, you didn't want to do that? You couldn't have couldn't ran it there? What? I, I don't care. You, you, they could have made that work. There's no reason they couldn't have made that work. So instead, Uncasville, Connecticut got this. You mean to tell me that this fight with Aaron Chalmers and Patricky Pitbull underneath it wouldn't have done great in the UK? It would have done fine. It would have done just fine. Probably would have made more money off of it over there than they did here. I don't have the attendance figures yet. You did not need this fight in Uncasville, Connecticut. You did not need two shows back-to-back. Man, that was such a weird... Bellator makes some really weird decisions, man. Really weird decisions. Bellator 221 is May 11th, Pitbull versus Chandler for the lightweight title. Jake Hager back in action. That is going head-to-head with UFC 237 in Curitiba. Hmm. Joseph Boza says, was it the issue that Bellator 216 was on DAZN and running overseas is hard to air it in the U.S. live? They can figure out anything with DAZN, man. They can figure it out. It is not that hard to run anything live on DAZN. Streaming service. My God. It was Bellator. That's it. That's literally it. That that was the whole weekend. We do have UFC Phoenix tomorrow night. I'll keep you all up to date on my Twitter at Sean Ross Sapp on when that post show will be because obviously WWE Elimination Chamber is tomorrow night featuring former Bellator star Bobby Lashley. Leave us a thumbs up and subscribe, guys. Got lots of interviews up. People asking who won. Watch the show. We're out.